Today's scripture reading is from Gospel, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 8. Please rise for the gospel reading. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became bright as light. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will set up three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, the Beloved. With him, I am well pleased to listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you join me a prayer? Precious Lord, we thank you for today. And we thank you for Super Bowl Sunday and all the great things that we are doing for your kingdom. And today, you prepare the message about transfiguration. Lord, as we hear the message that you prepared through my mouth, I ask you to guide my lips and tongues and help all of us have open hearts and open ears to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Have you ever heard of a place called Theme Place? Looks like no one. <laughs> a Theme Place is where people see the heaven and earth come closer and the veil between this world and the eternal world is thin. The term thin place was originally used by the Asians Celts and the later Christians to describe mesmerizing places. Recently, I heard about this place from my colleague. He said he traveled to Ireland when he was in a seminary. And he visited a mountain called Crowd Patrick, known as one of the theme places. He mentioned that although it was hard to climb up, at the top he experiences true peace and God's presence. And every year, many pilgrims go there to seek divine presence and feel awe and transformation. I am not much of a hiking person, but once I went, uh, when I was in my early 20s, I got the chance to visit a big mountain called Mountain Tai in China. Mount Tai is one of the famous mountains in China, known as one of the tallest and the most 
sacred mountains. I went there with some of my friends during a spring break. To reach the summit, there were three different options. You, you could go to the summit uh, by helicopter and you could see the view from the helicopter. Or you could take a bus halfway and climb on foot. Or you have to climb all the way from the bottom. Do you think which option the that I picked? <laughs> one, two, three. First one, no. I was, I was only only 20s. I didn't have that much money. <laughs> I picked the last option, the hardest one. <laughs> hoping that I would experience more satisfaction after the agony to climbing that big mountain. For me, it took about five hours to reach the summit. Let me tell you, I almost gave up halfway when I saw the bus stop. Oh. <laughs> but thank God, I had some friends who encouraged me, let's go, let's finish our journey. So I was able to reach the summit. When I stood on the top of the mountain, I felt like I almost died. I was very tired. I didn't feel any strength in my body and my breath was short. However, once I looked down, and once I saw the majestic view of the mountain, I felt like I was in a different world. And I felt like the heaven and earth were very close. So that experience, I could say, it was truly a thin place for me. In today's gospel lesson, we see something special and mysterious, a thin place happening. On the mountaintop, Jesus was transfigured. His face shone like the sun. His clothes be became as bright as light. And suddenly, Moses and Elijah, the great prophets who passed away a long time ago, appeared and were talking with Jesus. That scene was so special, it was special enough to evoke a feeling of awe and sacredness in the three disciples who joined Jesus on that day. The disciples might have felt as if they were a different world when they witnessed all these things were happening. That's why Peter said to Jesus that, Jesus, I want to set up three tents, tents, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you. He said this because he wanted them to stay longer so that he could experience this amazing scene much longer. Then suddenly a voice came from the cloud and declared, 
This is my son, the beloved, with, him, with whom I am very pleased. Listen to him. And the disciples were terrified by voice. Today, we as Christians celebrate Transfiguration Sunday. Each year, Transfiguration Sunday falls on the Sunday right before Lent. And we read the story of Jesus' Transfiguration. Why the Holy Father put this special day in between Epiphany and Lent? I believe this is because I believe Transfiguration story functions as a reminder of who Jesus is and who we are, and also as a reminder of the fact that we also need the transfiguration experience, the theme place experience before we enter into the journey of Lent where Jesus suffered, was mocked, ridiculed, and crucified. Recently, I have read some Christian articles. In one article, it says, many Christians do not like, talk, do not like talking about Jesus' passion and his death because it is hard. And then those story brings them sadness and also guilty feeling. However, if we do not talk about Jesus' death and passion, resurrection would not make a sense. And Easter, uh, the reason Easter is meaningful for us is that we know what Jesus went through for us. Let's go back to the scripture. Today's gospel lesson begins by saying, six days later. What happened six days before Jesus was transfigured was that Jesus, for the first time, foretold his passion and his death to his disciples. As we can imagine, this news did not please his disciples. And Peter even rebuked Jesus and said, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. He said this probably because that was not something that he wanted to happen because he loved Jesus. Or it was his natural resistance against some negative change that, uh, that would greatly impact his life and his career. We don't know exactly what thoughts Peter and the other two disciples had in their minds. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Peter and other disciples had in their minds when Jesus foretold his passion and his death. 
However, many Bivirkar scholars believe that the disciples were probably puzzled and many questions came to their minds. Did he say he, he's going to die? What about us? What about our future? We followed him, leaving everything behind. Is he it, is, is it the right, right Lord that we need to follow? Do we need to stay with him or should we leave? If they knew who Jesus truly was, they wouldn't have questions the news that Jesus shared with them, nor doubted Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ read their minds and knew what they lacked and what they needed. They needed an urgent prescription to strengthen their faith in Jesus to continue performing the mission and the ministry of Jesus. So six days later, Jesus took his, three, his favorite three disciples who later took crucial roles in the future leadership of the early church to the high mountain and had them witness this amazing transfiguration scene. Some commentary says that not only did the transfiguration change what the disciples knew about Jesus, but it also changed their entire paradigm about ministry. Peter thought it would be great for him to stay on the mountaintop. However, through the transfiguration moment, he and the other two disciples, their eyes were opened to see the ministry that God was bringing through Jesus Christ. Bring hope and healing to this broken world through death, loss, fear, and resurrection. Although they were terrified by the voice from the heaven, this transfiguration scene has probably been deeply ingrained in their hearts. And it has become a great source of strength and assurance for the disciples to continue to follow Christ. Even when Jesus was going through the passion and even in Jesus' absence. Church, the transfiguration is a sign of God's love, showing that our Lord would not leave us alone when we encounter challenges and difficulties in our lives. Instead, God offers us something to hold on to when we descend into the crossing reality of the world below so that we can be prepared and strengthened to endure this world below and the world of the cross, the world that has the ability to break us. For some, 
the transfiguration experience happens on the mountaintops or thin places. However, for many, for most, it happens in the ordinary moments of our worship, prayers, classrooms, meetings, soup kitchen, or visiting the sick. Any place we feel God's presence and God's holiness. Last month, we journeyed together with the sermon series Roots, rediscovering our United Methodist, where we learned a lot about our, um, the, uh, the, our Methodist movement and also John Wesley, the founder of Methodist movement, uh, the founder of Methodist. I have shared with you a story that changed John Wesley forever. Although he was an Anglican priest, he wasn't sure if he was saved. And after returning to England due to the failure of his mission in America, his life hit the bottom rock. He had no hope or future. When his life hit rock bottom, God came to him and God opened his mind to feel the assurance of salvation and strengthened him when he attended a Moravian prayer meeting on Aldersgate Street in London. There, John Wesley experienced a transfiguration moment that changed him forever. And that experience gave him a great courage and strength to the open-air preaching that brought so many souls to Christ. Brothers and sisters, we have the same God who touched John Wesley's heart and brought his disciples to the mountaintop to witness the transfiguration scene. Our God reached out to us with his grace and wants to offer us the transfiguration experience that would strengthen our faith in Christ, granting us courage, hope, and the strength to continue to do our journey of hope. So church, as we enter into the season of Lent, let us embrace the transfiguration experience in our lives, allowing God's presence to strengthen and guide us on the journey of faith. Amen.